You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets. Hit us up on the Facebook at Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Hit us up on the Instagram at uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, we are at TNWPod. Um, where else can we find us? Oh, go to Spotify. Check us out there on Spotify because Talkin' Wrestling is on Spotify as well as Casey Corbin. Check out him, me, and all my three albums on there. A new album dropping soon. Um, also, uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. If you're, if that's where you go to get your podcast, that would be super. If you could help us out any way to grow the show helps very, 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 very much. And, um, yeah, that is pretty much it. I'm, uh, if you want to send us a Gmail, Gmail us at talking wrestling at gmail.com. Remember it's T A L K N W R E S T L I N G talking wrestling. It's very, very simple. Now, let's get to the show. We got a heck of a show here for you today, folks. We got a lot to talk about every week, every week, and uh, no difference this week. And joining me from more than six feet away, all the way in Studio Mississauga, all the way from Montreal, but now in Mississauga, he's here, he's happening, he's now, he's Reese Turner! <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great. I'm super fantastic. Uh, I know we're talking wrestling, but my hockey team has moved on to the next round in the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm very, very happy. Nobody expected them to win, and they won, and I expected yep. it. And it has been a joyous 24 hours of celebration. And uh, I was very, very happy. I, I wore a jersey of my fa- one of my favorite players last night. I took a picture of it, sent it to him on Twitter. He liked it. So I got a favorite from uh, J.P. Uh, Pajot. So uh, shout out to Pajot from the New York Islanders, number 44, Carant Cat. So um, that is very exciting. But now that's neither here nor there. We are here. We're talking wrestling. How are you and what's going on? Buddy, I'm great, man. You know, it's a good week. Got to watch a lot of stuff. Uh, no dynamite on Wednesday, so we still haven't seen it yet. It comes out tonight. Can't wait. Uh, I'm excited. This is double or nothing weekend, baby. Yeah, double or nothing. And well, and like, you know, um, the go home dynamite. I don't know what's going to happen, but not a lot needs to happen because the card is pretty much set in stone. You know, I know mm-hmm. Vince McMahon doesn't like that saying "set in stone." He's always show me the stone. Does that his card subject to change? Yeah, exactly. But I don't understand that. He always says show me the stone, and he's always like there because his thing is is there's actually no stone 
where the rules have been carved into. And it's yeah. like, well, yes, there was. There's the Rosetta Stone. You can go to the British Museum, <laughs> and it's all carved in the fucking stone. These are the languages. Vince McMahon doesn't believe in British people. He did. <laughs> I've never seen one in England. The British Bulldog, he was a dog. He's not a person. <laughs> he was actually from Maine. His name was David Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, did you, uh, so this weekend was crazy. Uh, uh first of all, um, I guess the, uh, our wrestling week starts out cause we we're on Friday, but we tape Thursdays. So, yep. so I, it starts off with like last Thursday night. Did you watch beyond the ring? Uh, that was, um, the collision in Korea. Yes. The collision in Korea, which. I yeah. knew a little about, I remember when it happened, but mm-hmm. I did not know uh, there was so much more that went on. And so yeah, much- I didn't know that Two Cold Scorpio was going to fucking shank uh, Road Warrior Hawk to death. I this know. Is this is a new development. He's just coming out. He's like, I stole a metal chopstick and I sharpened that son of a bitch up. I'm like, what the fuck? What I know. are we watching? Though? He is too cold. You know? Too cold. <laughs> He's he- too cold. <laughs> And he was going to kill Warlord Hawk. And the best thing is, he was sharpening the shivs in front of uh, Chris Benoit, who was that, who made it. And he, believe it or not, he stopped a murder. Of all people. Of all people. The guy who couldn't stop himself from murdering stopped someone else from murdering and was like, hey, you can't, you can't do this in Korea. Yeah. You'll go to jail. Wait till we get back to America. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't even tell him to not do it. He just said, wait until you're back in a place that you know better. Yeah. And my other favorite thing was Scott Norton was that is telling his wife, no, I'm not out with the boys. I'm in North Korea. They're holding me captive. Like he didn't tell him. This place his, sucks. He did not tell her previously that he might be going to North Korea. Hun, you know, maybe she didn't believe him. Maybe she's like, yeah, sure, North Korea. I got that gig in Albuquerque, and then uh, and then I'm going to uh, California for a bit, and then, I, and then I'm going to do some shows in Japan, and I might and just uh, hop Yang. on over to uh, North Korea while I'm at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? What, what a schedule, eh? Eric Bischoff, dude. It's, it's crazy, and I love, too, where he's like... Uh, He's like, so the first guy I called was Hulk Hogan, and he was like, "Not this time, brother. Next time." Yeah, yeah and then he's yeah, like, yeah. and then they're like, "So who do you call when Hulk Hogan doesn't go for it?" He's like, "You call Ric Flair." <laughs> <laughs> and Ric Flair was like, "Woo!" You know, of course, uh, classic Flair. But uh, you know, when does Ric Flair get to mingle with Muhammad Ali? They yeah. get to do it in North Korea, you know. They Scott Graham. They wanted that flair to cut a promo that was now anti-American. Scott Norton, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand. It was, uh, you know, what a trip to take. What a thing to do. But that's Sorry. it. He's he, Eric said it right at the very end of the episode. Eric Bischoff said it. It's like we who put on I put on the biggest wrestling show in history. 
You know, it's like he's got that over McMahon. Yeah. Like there'll never be a show that there's like 300,000 people there on pain of execution if they didn't show up. Yeah. He also had them stay the whole time because they could not leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what if they did not like it? You know, They're at, there. at They're least there. McMahon's they doors are like open it. to walk out. Yeah, fuck, for real. Uh, so that's good. That's a good one. I was very into. I was very into the episode. What did you think about it? I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I thought it will never happen again. Obviously, well, unless you never know. Like Rodman's buddy, buddy with uh, people over there still, and he's still in with Hulk, yep. and he's still in with Bischoff. It could happen again, uh, but I doubt it. And uh, it. Uh, I love the scene where they talked, they were all at the bottom of the stairs and they were like, oh, and then Muhammad Ali was just up on top of the steps and he was just like throwing punches and shadow boxing and we were all in like awe. And it's like, because he's doing the Rocky shtick. Yeah, because he ran up the stairs and he did Rocky. (laughs) It's so much better. It's so much better when Ali does it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was kind of cool, and Ali's like you know Ali was like the really big ambassador there, him and Antonio Inoki, um, which I wish Antonio Inoki was more popular because one of my favorite wrestling cards is Hogan has Antonio Inoki in an abdominal stretch, an actual hold, Ooh. and I think this card should be worth a ton because it's Hogan in black tights. It's Hogan in Japan. It's Hogan wrestling Antonio Inoki, one of the great. They got you know who else did Hogan fight that fought Muhammad Ali? Nobody, except for Antonio Inoki. So yeah, yeah. So you know, like, I think this card should be worth like so much money, and I don't think it's worth that much. I might get it graded though, because it's one of my favorite cards, and I wouldn't mind get it graded. I wouldn't mind getting it in a slab. I'm going to put it in a slab. Stick it in a slab, baby. They say the Macho Man's rookie card is a savage attack. It's it's a, it's an action card of his. But then some people think his first card was uh, with Elizabeth uh, with the WWF, where it's him and Elizabeth, and uh, he's in purple tights, and she's in a red dress. Uh, either or, I got them both. So I'm happy with either. So, um, you know, I... I I, me and my cards. I don't know. I have a card collection. Gretzky, a Gretzky just sold for three point seven million dollars. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So that was a near mint. It was a, a ten mint, uh, gem mint, uh, nineteen seventy nine. Greg Wayne Gretzky rookie year card. So that's awesome because only two of them exist, and. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that your card's worth that much. It just means uh, it's good things if you do have those cards. So, now. I have that card. I have a Wayne Gretzky rookie card signed by Gordy Howe. <laughs> How much is that card worth? <laughs> it would probably be priceless. Yeah. It's you, like, have to, you have to show provenance, right? So, you'd have to have a picture of Gordy Howe signing the Wayne Gretzky card. Yeah. like Or it would be like... Uh, what is it? The autographed picture of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore, or vice versa? Yeah. There's a there's a reference to it on The Simpsons, I think. So, 
Um, yeah. So that's uh, so yeah. So the the the, the show was great. The Beyond the I mean the Darkness the Beyond the Dark match. Ah, Jesus Christ! What was it called? That show, Dark Side of the Match, Dark Side, dark of, the side of the Moon Match, Dark Side of the Dark Side of Max Moon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and uh, this week is. The Ultimate Warrior, which is going to be great because it's going to contrast with AEW's Ultimate Warrior. And did you see uh, that on Sunday night? Annie, yeah, Annie's. A- what did I say? AEW's A-E-W. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're bringing. I did back, watch it. I watched it actually. They're bringing back uh, everything else. They could bring back uh, Ultimate Warrior somehow. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I I watched it and like I was uh, you know, I was a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior as a kid. Uh, and it's funny because we did a list of uh, greatest IC champs today. Uh, <clears throat> but like uh, Warrior, like just to see like what happened afterwards, he kind of definitely kind of put a stain on his legacy in my eyes, you know, with like his his talks and stuff like that, what he was doing. Uh, but you see and you see there like his family and shit. And, you know, he's a person. He was a flawed person, um, but he still he was one of the like the most electrifying entertainers of a moment. You know what I mean? Nobody can say that they didn't pop when they heard that guitar riff start. The you know, like everybody popped for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Run down, shake the ropes like a lunatic. And I remember watching it. I remember his Hall of Fame induction, and I remember watching Raw the next night. And when he died, and I remember when he like was shaking the ropes there, and he kind of like came up when he was doing it. I'm like, yo, he looks like he fucked himself up there, but like he fucking was dying. Yeah, and like it was fucked. And when I was watching that documentary, I was like, oh, that's, ugh. But they they didn't really like they painted him in a very good light, and I think that the WWE kind of did that to make it up. <laughs> make it up to the warrior after the self-destruction uh, video yeah dvd um i thought it was all right i thought it was I thought, like like all these um ones are very glossed over and glossy like i i yeah. wasn't the biggest fan of the Shawn michaels one i thought it would be you know just just saying like oh he wasn't liked by the locker room over and over again just just to say, say he was on drugs Say he was fucked up. Say just yeah. be honest. Like he was not a good person. Um, yeah. And they, I wish they would have yeah. been maybe a little more honest with this. I did like the scene where uh, I, I guess, like you know, um, he saw somebody through an airport, and the kid went up to him and he fucking ragged out the kid. But it turns yeah. out the kid's dad owned a TV station. Who uh, aired WWE programming and yeah, they, they threatened yeah, an affiliate. to yeah so they threatened to not carry WWE anymore and Vince made him do this promo for the kid and he didn't yeah. understand he couldn't comprehend what was going on it's like look at you are an asshole to a kid you're the fucking yeah. champion you cannot do that. Yeah, you know? and of all the kids you're an asshole to, you're an asshole to our fourth largest market, you fucking steroid case. Exactly. What's the matter with you? Put yeah. down the fucking needle. No. Jim. <laughs> Jesus, Jim. What the hell, Wig? Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, 
Now, my friend was in an airport one time, and uh, he was watching wrestlers walk through, and he was watching people interact with the wrestlers, and he yeah. said this kid went up to Stone Cold, and he had the autograph book. He's like, hey, Mr. Austin, can I get your autograph? He's like, sure. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure, kid. And then he stops, and he's got his little trolley, and he's signed with paper and a pen, and, or a paper and a pencil or whatever it was. And then yeah. he goes, uh, the kid goes to him, hey, uh, Stone Cold, Mr. McMahon's really kicking your ass all around TV these days. And Austin just stopped, looked at him, snapped the pen in two, and just threw the fucking the book and the thing down and grabbed his trolley. And he goes, and he, but he threatened the guy. He's like, now why don't you, he's like, here's your stupid autograph, son. Now why don't you get out of my face before I snap that neck like it's a track of, you know, like it's a stack of dimes. And then he fucking threw it both on the ground, and then he just grabbed his luggage and he stone cold walked away. Like the, like you in that moment, you can hear the music, whether it's playing yeah. or not. You know. So definitely. Have you met Have you met a wrestler in an airport, Casey? Have you ever seen a wrestler in an airport yourself? I have seen wrestlers in airports, but I have never had the courage to. Uh, go up to them. Uh, I, I, okay. So uh, only one airport, only one experience, but all together outstanding. Okay. So here's, okay. here's my story of being at the Chicago air O'Hare airport. Um, the night before a pay-per-view, which was in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. um, so they, so anyways, okay. I flew out of, uh, Asheville, North Carolina at six in the morning, got into Chicago at 7 a.m., I had a flight at 1030, yeah. so I had a lot of time. At 7 a.m., there was nobody yeah. in the airport. It was Everything was closed. It was empty, just the odd flight coming in. So I just walked around an empty mm-hmm. airport. I didn't know it was the busiest airport in the world. It was one of them. And I'm looking at everything, and then I'm at this airplane, and I'm looking at this airplane. I'm taking pictures of the airplane. It's an old fighter jet from the war. And I see this girl, hot girl, coming down the hall with a guy, but I don't even look at the guy. I just look at the girl, and I bought, I total eyeball her like up and down, and then I realized, oh, dude, there's a guy with her. You better look at the guy to see if you got caught. I looked at the guy, and my mouth dropped. I, I could not. I, I was like, I couldn't even speak. I couldn't raise the camera. He smiled, and they just kept walking. And that guy was none other than NFL Hall of Fame, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Joe Montana. I was speechless when I saw Joe Montana right in front of me. So I couldn't even say anything. He's like, amazing. oh, amazing. yeah. And I'm not even a Joe Montana fan. I just know of his greatness. So, so anyways, <laughs> as, as I'm going I'm, I know all of his greatness, but as I'm going back to where my where my uh, flight's supposed to come from, who do I see coming towards me? One of my favorite high heels, Rob Van Dam, and he's walking towards nice. me. I'm walking towards him. We're the only ones in the hall, and I smiled at him, and I just did this three thumbs to the shoulders, and he just nodded his head and kept walking i did not bother nice. I, like i know they don't like no. being stopped in airports you know so yeah of course so that was of like course. fucking cool 
And then I went yeah. and sat where my uh, where my airport came, where my uh, flight was waiting, and uh, the flight board was right at that where I was waiting. So all of a okay. sudden, um, the following wrestlers started showing up. They all like Alberto Del Rito and Ricardo uh, Rodriguez. They showed up together, and then um, nice. and then uh, who else showed up? Uh, uh fuck this is 2010 so uh alberto okay. del rio robert rodriguez jack uh, jack swagger who was jake hagar uh he was there yeah. um uh who else showed up oh oh um eric rowan and um sorry brody lee uh they showed up and they were all sorted together. I want to say somebody else was there as well, but um, one, two, three, four, five. There was like seven of them, but I can't remember who the last one was. But I was like, I'm going to wait around to see if Natty Neidhart comes out because I want to get her autograph. I think maybe Tyson Kidd might have been one of the – or no, Cesaro. Cesaro was there, I think. So nice. it was that group of wrestlers. They were all kind of grouped together, looking to where, okay. where if they had to get another gate or whatever. But uh, I was hoping yeah. to see CM Punk. But still, uh, so I saw eight wrestlers and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, all in one morning while waiting for a delayed flight. Pretty good That's day. Pretty impressive. Yeah. That's not bad. I met one wrestler. That's it. I met when I was a kid. Uh, I met uh, Brother Bruta, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, mm. uh, when I was younger, the, at a Florida airport. And I got, there's a picture of me somewhere like this. Yeah, <laughs> I would be like, I would be like, uh, how do you get your scissors on? I guess pre nine eleven very easily. Yeah, you could travel he, with anything. He could like Jake was traveling with he, his snake. He had the scissors. He would walk onto the flight with the fucking big shear garden shears. <laughs> uh, cut everybody's hair. Uh, yeah, sit so, down, sir. So, uh, yeah, so, so that was kind of cool. Um, nice. What else about the Warrior? Uh, yeah, I was never a huge fan of the Warrior, but I did like the documentary. I thought they yeah, were going to have a little older than me. You know, yeah. you're a little older than me, so it didn't hit the same for you. No, because I was already established a Hogan guy, like. And in Warriors yeah. just coming in doing But I was rate. a huge I was a huge Hogan guy. I was a huge Hogan guy. But when the Ultimate Warrior came out, that frenetic energy, the da, 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 shaking the ropes, squashing people. Flat. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I didn't appreciate it. Because I did. Like I told you, I told people the show everybody knows out there when I ran for student council in high school, I ran as the ultimate candidate. I actually cut and pasted my face onto the Ultimate Warrior's body and photocopied him and put the posters up everywhere. And in the speech in front of all the kids, I uh, <laughs> I press press slammed my friend Bobby and dropped him. <laughs> and that was part of the speech. A press slam. I ran into Chase the Ace by ACDC, which is very much like the Ultimate Warrior's music. And yeah. uh, I had... My arms tied off. Uh, I was, amazing. yeah, I was, I was totally the ultimate candidate, and I stole his gimmick for my speech, 
And when it came time <laughs> to do the speech part, I was winded like the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania. Just That's totally hilarious. freaking winded. Blown up. I like the part where Hogan said, I knew it was the wrong decision, brother, when every, when he's celebrating in the ring and everybody's watching me and the cart get carried back to the dressing room. And I thought that was interesting. And I was like, yeah. So that's something to be said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like at the very end, they caught their reconciliation there at the very end too. Yeah. And Hogan is so... Hogan, like, it's like, I don't know if this is real or not. You don't even know if this is real. Are you talking to Terry? Are you talking to Hulk? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Um, yeah. But I yeah. can't wait to see what they focus on tonight and uh, the dark side of the ring tonight and see how it, uh, how we'll be talking about it next week, the contrast between the two. So oh, we're talking, yeah, we're talking about it for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, let's go up and down this AEW card. First of all, I always thought Double or Nothing was like Labor Day weekend. Um, I guess it's a little early this year, but whatever. I'm not complaining. Um, Sunday, May 30th, live on pay-per-view. And uh, it's going to be something. It's going to be, it's in Vegas, I guess. Is it in Vegas uh, this yeah. week? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be wide open. It's going to have full crowd probably. So, um, yeah, it's supposed to, I think. Now, they got some good storylines going on. Uh, you know, the the Bucks lost their Dior, uh, Nikes. Yeah, it's the best. It's uh, the best. But, but it's going to be a great card. Like, I'm looking at this card. Okay, so we got, okay, so uh, bring no, me through it. All right. So, uh, first off, we have the singles match for the NWA Women's Championship where, uh, Rio yeah. is going up against Serena Deeb. And, uh, this isn't a, ma- this is a match Ooh. we've seen before. And it's a match that's a good a good starter a good starter to the show because yeah. that's the pre match. Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Rio. He's gonna take it. Yeah, or, yeah, because. Well, I'll I'll explain myself in a few minutes. It'll make more no, sense. No, I think Rio's gonna take it. I think Rio's gonna take it as well. Go Rio. Yeah, so then the, the second match, if this is the way the matches are going, which I do believe it is because they, they like to open up with a hell, with a, a big match to open the show. So the first match, which would be the second match technically, uh, Kenny Omega with the championship with Ooh. Don Callis uh, versus Orange Ooh. Cassidy versus Pac uh, with Ray Phoenix because Pac and Orange Cassidy had to wrestle and uh, yeah. to see who was going to be the winner, and then they decided to make it a three-way match. Yeah. Yeah. I Obviously, well, what's the point of having Ray Phoenix out there without him getting involved somehow? But um, this is going to be a fantastic match, and I just yeah, think <laughs> when um, I see Kenny Omega, I don't see Kenny Omega losing. So Neither do I. Kenny um, Omega has to retain here. Yeah. Now, with uh, uh, the next match is the singles match for the AE Women's World Championship. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DDM with Rebel. DMD. I really want Britt Baker to win this. I think it's time. Britt Baker wins. We need a heel champion for a little bit. We need a new chase. 
you know what? We need a, exactly a, we need a heel chase with a new thing, and then later yeah. on, you know, I would like to see Rebel and uh, turn on her, and uh, maybe then Ooh. her her and Brett have a little feud for a bit. Um, but. No, I want I want them to stick together, but I do want to see Thunder Rosa now get her shot at Britt Baker as the champ. Well, here we go. This could have that could happen next Wednesday, but uh, we will see. Um, so, so the next match: Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson versus Anthony Ogogo with Q T Marshall and Nick uh, Carmarato and Aaron Solo. A lot of O's in this fucking match. Uh, it's just a singles match. <laughs> it's just a singles yeah. match, but probably go the longest on the card because it's Cody. Um, you know, we're looking at <laughs> twenty-three minute match here, probably. But uh, we'll see. And uh, I would expect uh, Cody Rhodes to win this one, just outright, nothing, no shenanigans, just to just win. But I think afterwards they Ooh. get they get on Cody and beat him down. So. Um, yeah. Well, I have him getting the win too, but like, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of shenanigans throughout. I think. Um, next, we have the Battle Royale: Kristen Cage uh, versus Matt Sedell. Yeah, the Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Pen- uh, Penta, uh, El Zero Diamero, a uh, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Wayne, uh, Isaiah Cassidy. The Blade, uh, Evil Uno, Cole Cabana, uh, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, uh, Nick Camaro, <sighs> Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and one TBA. Who, could, who do you who think, think is a TBA? Daniel Bryan. I asked you first. <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's Daniel Bryan. It that would be, be great, though. That could be. be amazing if it was, but I don't think it is. Who's it going to be? Fuck, I don't actually know, but I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's it going to be. Who's it going to be? I think I don't know, man. Who's I think it, it might be? be Redbeard. Bring him back in. Rowan? Bring in Redbeard, Big Red. It's Rig. It's Big Red. It's Rowan. It's big. It's big. Big Red. Big. Big Cinnamon. Big. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be like maybe him. Who knows? There's a lot of people around right now that could pop up. It might even be Marty Skrull because he's kicking around. But he had those allegations. So yeah, maybe. I heard he got me too. Now I had to take him off my wall. <sighs> he's in yeah. the Joey Ryan pile. Um. Uh. Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Mike Speedball Bailey. Ooh. Did you hear WWE is uh, in contact, is in talks with him and clearing up his legal issues and uh, they're going to look at bringing him in. So, and everybody's like, no, that's the last place where he should go. A-E-Dub. A-E-Dub. A-E-Dub all the way. Um. So 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 I think the TBA, if it's Daniel Bryan, I think the TBA yeah. is going to win that. But if not, um, I'm going to pick my winner as uh, I'm going to say uh, Penta. I'm going to say Hangman Adam Page. 
Oh no, I thought we we're talking about the battle royal. Um, we oh, who did we say was going to win that though? I think Pent is going to win it. Oh, oh, the battle royal. Yeah, you think Pent is going to win the battle royal? Oh, I'm I just know. throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't know. Or Christian Cage, maybe Christian. That'd be good if he did win it. Or uh, Paul White as Captain Insano. Oh, we didn't even think about that. Um, Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Who do you like in that match? Page. I don't know. I don't like. I, I, I don't know. love. You can give him. I know. I I know. But I don't think you can feed him two losses to him in a row. And if there's a loss, it's got to be dirty as fuck. Well, it is Team Taz, and they're dirty. But Brian Cage is yeah, like Adam Page. Adam Page hasn't really been rolling with the Dark Order as much anymore, which is kind of weird. Dark Order's doing the thing with Darby Allen and Sting more than helping Adam Page out. It's going to be interesting. Um, kind of weird. Maybe, yeah. maybe what we see here is, uh, I think we see Team Taz coming out and they're beating up Paige, but maybe I think Christian comes in and makes a save. Uh, Cage and Paige versus Brian Cage. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking Paige and Cage. Maybe we can bring Dallas DDP in. Page. Maybe we bring DDP involved. Get him involved. Do it on the main stage. On the main stage with Paige and the Cage yeah. and the Cage and the Page. <laughs> And the steel cage, um, steel cage, and the rage. Um, yeah, I, I rage think uh, obviously, I think Adam Page is going to go over at this in this match. Um, it's just that I love Brian Cage so much. Miro, yeah, versus Lance Archer with Jake Roberts, who WWE does not know works for AEW, or else they would not have had him on Treasures. <laughs> uh, Miro. Miro, yeah, Miro retains Miro. easily, easily. Yeah. Then we have the um, we have the. This is gonna be a long fucking card. Um, this. Yeah. Then they have the Pinnacle versus Inner Circle, and yeah. you're like, didn't I just watch that? Yes, you did. But now they're doing yeah. a Stadium Stampede yeah. match, cool. which I seems to me like a step backwards. Um. If the inner circle lose, they must disband as a team forever. What do you think about that? I'm okay with this match myself. You know, I am very okay with this because I I think they're going to do more of a serious match. But I wish that they did do more singles programs in the lead up in between the two. Yeah. Uh, but sticking them back to back seems a bit rushed, but, but you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. And I'm 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 always happy to watch the match that features the show. Mm-hmm. Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Can we get Page in the page in the cage in the cage match, please? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what's going to come of this match. Uh, I think if you give the win, which I think they're going to do to Sting and Darby Allen, it just makes Paige and uh, Sky look stupid. Yeah, I think... Um, I think You can't really give them a win over them either, can you? Because Darby Allen was just the champ for so long. Yeah, but, but you can. Because Darby Allen has been you're... the champ for so long. He can, he can take a loss. I know he just had one, but like... You know, he can take a pay-per-view loss. It's, it's still Sting. 
What if, what if, you know, and, and there shenanigans probably going to happen. So, you know, I think it's important to keep Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I think it's definitely important to keep Ethan Page looking good. Yeah. The, the Young Bucks with the Elite. So Kenny will be in this corner versus Moxley and Eddie Kingston uh, for the World yeah. Tag Team Championship. And, um,. I think if the elite come in to factor into this, um, if Kenny comes into play, that's an advantage for the Bucks. But I think, I think Moxley and Kingston are in their heads. Uh, the Bucks yeah. are—they don't know what the fuck to do, and I don't even think they know. Like, you don't. Eddie Kingston's crazy, and so is Moxley. They're like two peas cut from the same pod, you know, and. And uh, I don't know. I I don't see the I don't see the Bucks losing the titles, but I don't see this coming out good for them. I see them being bloodied and beaten, and maybe uh, winning by disqualification. Yeah, uh, something there'll, there'll be something like that, or again, like maybe uh, Kenny and like the rest of the fellas will intervene on their behalf. But I would really like to see Moxley and Kingston win. I would love that, but I don't think they're going to. Well, we will find out come Sunday night. Double or nothing, double or nothing, double or nothing is the game. Um, <laughs> that is uh, what is that jingle? Yeah, double or nothing. You should pitch it to AEW. AEW the official theme. Double or nothing here at AEW. John Moxley's here, and Pac is also here too. Oh, it rhymes. Let's do it. <laughs> we got Adam Page and Brian Cage and Christian Cage yeah, and Ethan Page oh, and and Ethan Page <laughs> and the Big Steel Cage and all the rage. Oh, AEW, nice. what's our age? Good. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, we've written their new song. We've got everything you need except for zombies. Everything you need except for zombies. Fuck the zombies. I would argue that you don't need zombies. <laughs> you definitely don't need zombies in your Thunderdome. Keep them out of the screens at your friend's home. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Uh, hopefully, we get nominated for a musical segment, Webby. Now, because we just put on a hell of a musical performance. There's no reason why we can't get nominated for a Canadian Comedy Award. Um, right. So now, what we've talked about doing uh, this week, because of the success of our top ten uh, tag teams, favorite tag. Now, these are who we. They're our favorites. Um, not necessarily your favorites. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're the best. This is just our list of who we think are our favorites and the best at uh, at these top ten lists. And today we've decided to do one of the most prestigious titles in all of wrestling, the Intercontinental title. Now, the Intercontinental yes. title was first won by Pat Patterson way back in... 1980-something-something-something. <laughs> One in a tournament. A mysterious tournament. Where was that tournament? 
Nobody knows. Was it Puerto Rico or Brazil or something? Uh, it was actually in a place that was made up. Uh, the place doesn't exactly it doesn't exact doesn't exist. It's like um, Tito Santana's hometown of Tecula, Mexico. There's no such place, Tecula, Mexico. There's it doesn't exist. Why would they do this? I don't know. Why not? Does truth or consequences? Fair enough. Exist. New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Yeah, it's crazy. Top 10, <laughs> top 10 IC title strap holders. Here we go. I was, so we do uh, two at a time again? Is that what how we do it? Yeah, like I'll say mine, you say yours, and then we'll pick who we think out of the two. Okay. All right. So okay. I'll go first. Um, I will okay. say. For number 10. For, for number, number 10. 10. Uh, because now. Some of the credentials that I've judged things on were times that you've held the title, um, uh, uh, times that you've held the title, uh, quality of your title runs, uh, did you elevate the title or elevate its spot on the card? Like, for example, there are several times where the Intercontinental Championship has been featured in the main event of the card. Did you, that wrestler, elevate it to that spot? Yes or no? Um, or as the champion? Uh, I can. I thought about that. And I also thought, like, for some reason, not, the, not all of them, but I tend to focus towards um, the wrestlers that not, have not went on to hold the world title. Although there are, it's impossible to have this list without world title holders. But um, yeah. But some of the guys on here are not world title holders, and I think that's something. Same for you me. Know. All right, so here we go. Same for me, but only a couple. Number okay. ten. Um, number ten. Here is my number ten. I uh, just yep. watched him on uh, Tough Enough. He's the he's the greatest Tough Enough competitor of all time. I'm really surprised he's still with the company. Uh, Mike the Miz. The Miz, I have it my number 10. I agree with you. I had him as my number 10 as well. You get zero pushback. Good call, Casey. Yeah, he's, and you know what? As far as the Miz goes, every time he, like, whenever I see the Miz without a title, I think it's a waste. I don't think it's a waste. I think it's a waste of a waste. Like, there yeah. should be a belt around his waist. Let's well, yeah, 100%. You know. he, he held the Intercontinental title eight times for a combined 597 days. Yeah. That's that's one that's, that's one title short of Chris Jericho's record of nine times of holding the of holding that title. If he yeah. holds if he wins it he one more it. time, he could he he could yeah. tie Chris Jericho and that might happen down the road because they might want to, you know take a a, yeah. a a notch off of Jericho's gig sheet. You know what I mean? That's it. That's so it. so that's it. so that's your number who's 10. Number nine? So who's your number yeah. 9? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho <laughs> is your number 9? Yeah, because he holds the record. He's held it 9 times, but the length of his total reign is only 311 days. So he hasn't even carried the strap for a full year. All right. I love Chris Jericho, but based on that, 
Like, you lost the strap a lot, so that tells me your record defending it was piss poor. Um, so Chris Jericho I have sitting at number nine, and I'm a huge Jericho-holic. I am a huge Jericho-holic as well. I had him way higher, um, uh, but we're going to have to move him down uh, the list. So, Okay, so I have Jericho way higher. I will just say that right now. So we will come back to that, and we will work on that. Okay. My number nine is uh, is Tito Santana. Nice. I like Tito Santana, El Matador, Tito Santana. Not El Matador, Tito Santana. No, fuck El Matador. <laughs> El Matador never held anything. <laughs> El Matador was nothing. It was, no, no, not an El Matador fan. Tito Santana, pre-Strike Force, he, you know, he won the belt off Greg Valentine, and then he lost the belt yeah. to Greg Valentine. But, yeah. uh, you know, he was, uh, he when I started watching wrestling, he was the first IC champ, and uh, and I kind of, I kind of uh, maybe that's part of my reasoning, but I have him at maybe. nine because I think his uh, I think he's a better IC champ than the Miz, so um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are my other arguments for Tito? Yeah, he won the oh well, he won the title twice. And he held yeah. it for 14 months. So just over a year. That's pretty good. That's a good run. Yeah. Um, and also, he destroyed the old Intercontinental Championship after he lost it. He brought it in the ring, and he destroyed it in the steel cage. And then uh, the belt got thrown out in the garbage, apparently, after huh. it was destroyed. Jericho. Uh, yeah, Jericho, it's just, uh, it's Chris goddamn Jericho uh, holding it that many times. Buddy, I don't know. That's a record. He's the record holder. You have him on your list. I don't have Tito Santana on my list. I, I think we got to give spot number nine to Cristobal Jericho. Okay, I will do that. I will do that. Jericho, number nine. Okay. But I'm not He's your number I'm, eight. Okay. So Jericho's number nine. <laughs> so Tito is yeah. you're saying Tito is not worthy of the top ten. No. Not for me. Well we'll find out. Because we'll, I remember Tito Santana as El Matador. And you're saying he is he's nothing. All right, that's Tito. enough of that. All right. So um number eight <laughs> number eight. I have uh, the late, the great, Owen Hart. Yep. Ooh. I have him on my list, but I have him one spot lower at number seven. All right. Well, who do you have at eight? China. Oh, why? Because, Because she's the only woman to hold the IC strap? Yeah, and she won. She was the call holder with Chris Jericho for a stretch. Oh, I know. That was totally horrible where they had to defend the belt <laughs> together. Uh, I thought about putting China on my list. Um, I didn't because I uh, I put Tito Santana in there instead. But um, I'm going to say 
Um, if we're moving Jericho down to nine, and then uh, you have Owen at seven. Yeah. I'm going to say we just leave Owen at eight. I'm into that. Owen Hart, number eight. Done. Who is your number seven? Owen Hart. That's the number Hart. Okay, so, and my number seven, you're not going yeah. to agree with. You're going to think this is a little low. Uh, the Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. Okay, now you want to know a dirty secret? What I don't have him placed. I don't have him placed on the the best ten. I have him as an honorable mention. Okay. So number seven, he's in as the Warrior. Okay, and the reason for the Warrior to to be there was, again, only once was the Inter Intercontinental Championship featured in the main event at WrestleMania. And it was the warrior that bought, brought the belt there, and he defended it. So that, to me, says a lot. Who he beat was the longest-reigning Intercontinental Championship belt holder of all time. So he beat a quality Honky opponent. Tonk. He beat yeah. Honky Tonk in like 35 seconds at SummerSlam and then brought it to WrestleMania and then vacated the title. Um. Mm -hmm. That's a hell of an Intercontinental Championship run. So that's why I have the Warrior at number seven. Well, he, the Warrior also had he had two Intercontinental belt runs. Oh, the, one, the where he lost the title to Rick Rude. Yeah, combined 434-day reign. That's, that's impressive. That deserves to be on there. Right. So, yeah, it's great that he made it. And you know most uh, of his matches so are quick. Yep, the squashy, squashy. I liked his matches with Rick Rude, to be honest. Um, okay, so yeah. we got we have number ten. Number ten, the Miz. The Miz. Number nine, Chris Jericho. Why two J? Owen Hart. Number seven, the Ultimate Warrior. And now we're at number six. Who do you have for your number six? I have Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay. We got a problem there because okay. uh, I have Brett way higher than uh, number six. Um, okay. At uh, number six, I have Razor Ramon. Okay, I have him at number five. Okay, so, so I could slide. I could slide Razor to number six, no problem. Okay, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So Razor is in at so six. Razor Ramon with a, a four intercontinental title runs for a combined 434 days. Not only that, um, his run with Shawn Michaels for the IC straps, their whole IC title versus IC title, uh, their WrestleMania, the, the ladder match, and then the ladder match at SummerSlam, you know, their title feud for the IC title was fucking classic, and it really made Razor Ramon, I think, because he's wrestling Shawn Michaels, so he looks great in doing so. Yeah. So um, that was, so, yeah, Razor is my number six, and uh, it's good to see he's going to stay there. So we have Brett. Uh, Brett is at your number six, so now Brett is working his way up. Um, and uh, let's see where he ends up. Who's who's your number five? Number five. 
Um, The first WWF match I ever saw was August 27th, 1986. And the Intercontinental Champion was using that belt as a stepping title, as a stepping stone to step up and wrestle the champion in the main event. And um, I always think, I think of this guy as a great champion, but I also think of him as a great intercontinental champion having great matches, um, you know, on Saturday night's main event. And uh, just, he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Uh, I have Randy Savage at number five. Ooh, yeah. Won the belt off Tito Santana. Used a uh, foreign object to beat him as he was getting yeah. suplexed into the ring. Great finish. See, this is, we have a problem. What's I that? I have him way higher. I you have, have Savage way higher? Yeah. How can you have Savage higher than uh, than Bret Hart? Because he had one run with the strap, the Intercontinental belt, and it doubled Bret Hart's two. Bret Hart had the strap twice, and he had it for 290 days combined. Yes. Macho Man Randy Savage had it once, and he held it for 414 days. The thing is... That's why. Is when and as you said, he used it as the belt was intended. He was a guy who defended it, and, and used it used it to step up to the next level. He literally checks every single box you outlined. And for me, every, uh, by my estimation, I, I might be wrong. He has held it for with uh, one run the longest amount of time. Now like I will say the longest straight run with it. Some of the boxes that he doesn't check that Brett does is um, again the quality of opponent who he beat. Bret Hart beat Kurt Henning at SummerSlam. Mister okay. Randy Savage beat Tito Santana at the Boston Garden on a house show. Um, I know wrestling was different, but uh, yep. but it was. But uh, then we look at Bret. Bret took the Intercontinental title and defended it in Wembley Stadium in the main event of SummerSlam yep. again. You know, when you think of not only that, Brett, but he only did that because of Davy Boy Smith, though, right? Of course, and he dropped the title to it honorably, uh, which is great. Yeah. Just like yeah. you know, look at Brett dropped the title to the Mountie for fuck's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> they, the, they had to say they, in order to do that, they had to say that Brett had a fever of a hundred and five. They bade the bullshit because the Mountie was nowhere in Brett's area to be winning that title that age. But they only did it so the Mountie could lose the title to Piper, so that Piper could lose the title to Brett at WrestleMania. Again, the quality of the matches on the cards is what I look at too. And Brett versus Piper, he's the first guy to to pin Piper in 17 years to -hmm. win the Intercontinental title. These these things to me... But he also lost it to the Mountie. Again, because the Mountie had to lose it to Piper. (laughs) In order for but, Piper but he, to give it back to Brett, it was all just. But the, he lost it. But he lost it to the Mountie, though. That's my that's my point. With a hundred and five degree, a hundred and five degree <laughs> fever, and he got shot. Savage, and he got shot. Strap. Savage didn't drop the strap to the Mountie. Savage didn't fucking have the title in a in a in, in a major pay per view. 
Yes, he did. He had it for 414 days. Where? What major pay per view? That means he must have defended it at at least one second. So I'm going to look it up right now. Seven. He didn't. He didn't defend it at I WrestleMania three. He didn't defend it at three. We know that. Oh, there's a whole article. <laughs> there's a whole article called Five Reasons Randy Savage is the best Intercontinental Champion of all time." Well, let's read these out. Let's read these out. Let's see. Uh, the lengthy reign, the 414 day. Okay. 414 day. Um, okay. I don't know what this is. His WrestleMania three match for Ricky, Ste- in which he beat Ricky Steamboat. What's that? Rick- he didn't beat Ricky Steamboat. No, sorry. Ricky Steamboat beat him. <sighs> beat him. Yeah, exactly. But that match was classic. I don't know why they're showing me this. They're just showing me a bunch of bullshit. It's showing me mostly it's Chris Jericho shit in this article. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, the thing Savage about- defined. Okay. Yeah, it's a classic match, exactly. It defined in many fans' eyes what the IC championship is. Uh, exactly, yeah, perfect. It's the workhorse belt put on by those. Why do you keep going back to Jericho? It's fucking insane. But I, I think when Brett had the belt, he was the workhorse at the time, and Hogan had the belt above him. I don't know. I think that's why. It's because Savage... I think was a great draw for the company. He was a great talent, but he wasn't at Hogan's level. Well, as well, like you have to look at who as well was above him. You know what I mean? And he was suffering under the reign of, of course. prime time. Of Hogan. course, but same with Brett. But Brett was there all the same time as Savage was. Bret Hart to me is not like to me. I will never think of Bret Hart's intercontinental stuff in his career. I always think of Bret Hart's tag team and his championship shit. See, that is absolutely ridiculous because no. his matches with Kurt Henning are are absolutely perfect. They even say that if his match with Perfect at SummerSlam was yeah. five star Meltzer. His match yeah, okay. with Piper, five stars Meltzer approved. Uh, okay. the, you know, and then his match with Davy Boy Smith on the basis of those three I'm matches not, alone. I'm not arguing that he's at the top. I'm arguing that he's not number five. Who? Brett's I'm not argu- number five? No, Brett is not number no, five. No, I'm saying Savage isn't number five. I'm saying well, number, no, Savage then, is number two. We can we can put Savage up more. That's fine. But yeah, but um <laughs> but Savage is Savage is out in okay, so I have him at five. You're yeah. saying you don't want Savage at five. So I have him at two. That's where I have. You have him at two. So Savage is yeah. out in nowhere land right now. Okay, and yeah. so is, and you have. What did you have, Brett at? You had Brett at five. Brett Hart. I had him at six. Yeah. Okay. So Brett's out in nowhere land as well right now because right now we have Razor at six. So okay. So then let's put. How about this? I had The Rock next. I don't even so have. The, I don't even have the Rock on my list. See, I do. I have the Rock because that's what started his whole turn in the Nation of Domination and all that shit. I was thinking about putting him on. I was thinking about Stone Cold as well, but then I thought Stone Cold wasn't even a good champ. He threw the fucking title in the river. Yeah, I think like for me, the Rock. Let me see if I'm right. I might be the Rock. I see. The Rock. I see title. Yeah, so like, yeah, he beat Triple H, 
And this is uh, in 97. <clears throat> so what was he? Was he? Oh, this was when he's a blue chipper. So this is when he was still good. He won. And then he won it again when he was uh, a Healy. But yeah, I don't know. Who do you have? I like, I don't that's who I had. So, so uh, number you're, you're number four. So, so I've scratched it. My right now, I I had Y two J at four. So Y two J has moved down to nine. Um, yeah. Savage is in nowhere land right now. So we. Yeah. So who did you have at your four? Rock. The Rock. Okay. So yeah. four is open. The Rock can stay I put at the, four. I put him at five. You yeah. want to put the Rock at five? Okay. Yeah, let's put the Rock at five. Okay. The Rock is at five. Four is open. All right. So, um, uh, you're who for number three? I have Honky Tonk. The Honky Tonk Man. I don't have him on my list because I hated the Honky Tonk Man. Well, then he like, did. A jo- rain- then he did a job. Well done. Yeah. Well, you know, like it wasn't because of that. It's just because I just thought the whole thing. And as I've grown older, I just think the gimmick is dumb. I don't necessarily hate his heel work. I just think the Elvis impersonator gimmick is dumb, man. We're from a different era. No way, man. No way. It was one of the lamest fucking gimmicks. The the Elvis impersonator gimmick. I couldn't get behind it, man. You're not supposed to get behind it. Everything you're saying is the reason why he's great. No. Yes. (laughs) No. Like, he didn't, like, uh, I don't know. Agree to disagree. You don't like, like the I, I way the honky talk like, man danced and sang? No, I just think the character is pointless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, and then they tried to package him with Billy Gunn down the line and to make him the rockabilly. Okay, they were not so, even talking about this. That, that has nothing to do with anything. See, no, no, this is the same wrestler, Casey. You have to. You have to. He look was this not a wrestler at face. that point. He was like not <laughs> nothing. And and, no, and honestly, uh, I wasn't too into the honky talk. I never was. Uh, I just it was it was one of those things that I don't know. It, it never connected. It never connected with me. It was like a non-plus thing, you know. Wow. What I mean? It's just like oh, he's got to be on. But yeah, this list. You we if can't you want to do it, yeah, I'll put him at number four for you. Number four. Number four. How's okay, that? Honky we'll put honky at four. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, my two and one are Kurt. Mr. Perfect and Brett. Yeah. 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 So we just have to figure this out. Is that do you have Kurt there? I yes I do. Okay. So you've Kurt where? Two? No. Three? No. One? Dun, dun. You've been a number one? Dun, dun. Yeah, he's the fucking best, bro. Mr. Perfect was the best. I had Mr. Perfect at number one. Okay, I had hold Randy on, hold Savage on. Savage at number two. Okay, I'll tell you what. I will give you Kurt at number one. If Brett's number two, we put Savage at three. But I have somebody that's not even on the list then. Who? Ooh. Shawn Michaels. He doesn't deserve to be on the list. The guy vacated his title. He vacated. The, he only dropped the title to his buddy or he vacated the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget but it. those matches, you're saying those matches that he put on with Razor Ramon are what made his runs. His the feud he did made, made Razor Ramon. It didn't make Shawn Michaels. I know, but it made it, it like he was building up another star, and then he was able to do that. He he vacated the title and came back into the championship picture. No, not an honorable champion. Not honorable enough in my book. Ooh. You know what? He can be on the greatest list of greatest world champions, maybe. 
Uh, he could be on the list of greatest wrestlers of all time, but he is not. Well, we're going to note that Casey and I had a disagreement on this in the in the charter of uh, this this list. Hey, but yeah, okay. Look at this so, is the this is the debate of the list is the fact that you were going yeah, to, some guys are going to lose and some guys are going to. I draw. I had Y two J drop seven spots. So yeah, yeah. Just the quality of his reign, though, was again. And I've lost, and I've lost, T- and I lost Tito Santana. Yeah, he did. Um, I'll lose Shawn Michaels, even though he's better than both of them. Shut your shut your dirty mouth, Shawn Michaels. Um, he's better. So, Shawn Michaels is better than Tito Santana. Uh, Shawn Michaels uh, he's not better than Chris Jericho. Though. First of all, if Shawn Michaels stole Tito's fucking frying elbow, for starters, let's just say that. He did make it better, but Kevin Nash and and uh, all the click. One of their sayings used to be, "I just want to be Tito. I just want to be have a good spot on the card. I want to have maybe a <laughs> secondary title. Uh, I don't want to ever have to worry about who I'm wrestling. I just want to be Tito. Your Tito Santana is always taken care of. And uh, I love that. But uh, but Tito's uh, been knocked off the list. So let's Locked, say. Knocked off. So who's three? Who number three we're going with? Who okay, okay. Ah, look at if Kurt's number one, I gotta have Brett yeah. two, and then Savage is three. It's still a good list. I would argue we flip two and three. Of course you do, but you're getting number one. <laughs> you can't fucking have it. One or two, you get one. <laughs> Because yeah, you're number fine, one, fine, fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and look, at, we're not, we're not even, we're not. I'm not saying Savage believes like, we we have them all high, and but I, I think know, it's I, I can live with Kurt being one, Brett being two. So, those yeah, two here's are our list. Okay, you ready? The Tonkin Wrestling Definitive Top Ten Intercontinental Champion List. 10. Here we go. At number 10, we have The Miz. Okay. Number 9, we have Chris Jericho. Yes. N- number 8, Owen Hart. Woo! Number, number 7, The Ultimate Warrior. Those two guys used to be roommates. They did. Number 6, Razor Ramon. Yes. N- number 5, The Rizak. Yes. Number four, the honky tonk man. He's gonna dance and he's gonna sing. Number three, Randy Macho Man Savage. There we go. Number two, Brett the Hitman Hart. I wanted those glasses so bad. They're on my wall and they're signed. Amazing. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Top champ on our poll. Absolutely perfect. Wow, we did it. We did it. We killed it. I think that's a great poll. If you disagree, hit us up on one of the socials, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Twitter. Hit us up on the Instagram. And let us know if you agree with this list, if you do not agree with this list, if you think HBK should be on this list, stick your head up your ass, come on (laughs) this list. Um, (laughs) That... You know, um, yeah, it's it's a. It, I think it's a great list. I think it's a great list, and I think we have a hell of a list of champs here. Just to, just before we leave, I do have this book here. 
top tens WWE. <laughs> they have everything. This is why I like what the list. They, are you ready to hear? Top ten. Are you do ready they have to a top hear? Ten IC list. Uh, what's that? Yeah. Are you with ready their to hear? Top ten IC list. Are you ready to hear their list? First yeah, of all, their list has nothing on the TNW pod. I will say that right now. Number 10, Razor Ramon. Get fucked. Number 9, Mr. Perfect. Come on, shut up. Did you know those guys were tag team? Um, Number (laughs) 8, The Ultimate Warrior. Okay, we're only one off there. Number 7, Sheldon Benjamin. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Number 6, The Miz. Number okay, f- a little too much credit. Number five, Randy Savage. Oh, two off. Number four, Tito Santana. Uh, boo. Number three, <laughs> The Rock, Don Morocco. Hey! Don Morocco, the real rock. Don Morocco. <laughs> Nobody cares about Don Morocco anymore. Get fucked, Don Morocco. Nobody cares anymore. I love how I said The Rock. You're like, yeah, Don Morocco. Oh, that's the best. Uh, number two, Dancing in Your Hearts, The Honky Tonk Man. Then Reese doesn't like him because he pushed Elizabeth to the ground. Um, and the number one IC champ of all time, who does the WWE say it is? Chris Jericho. AEW champion, Chris Jericho. Yes. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. And they, they I figured because I hadn't heard his name yet. He had the record. Right? He has the record nine years. His career, a ten year span, five, nine titles over ten years. It means he practically had that thing on his waist the whole time. Um, you know, and wrestled a lot of different variety of wrestlers throughout that time. But he's not our champ. Kurt Henning is our champ, and this list is absolutely perfect. Folks, we did it again. Whoops, we did it again. Another issue of the TNW pod in the books. Uh, Reese, what's going on? Where are you going to be? Where can we find you online? Well, man, just dropped another episode. His film is dead. Uh, Dropped that today. Uh, The episode is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. We Mm -hmm. take a deep dive into the magical world of Wes Anderson and his hipster classic, The Life Aquatic. We have a lot of fun. I smoke a lot of good pot, and we talk about that movie in depth. Uh, so you can just find that on our YouTube page, uh, Film is Dead Show on YouTube. Uh, and then uh, Late Night Sesh tonight. Uh, tonight, baby! <laughs> I've got Leland Beckman and Lawrence Korber on the show. Leland Beckman writes the dirty songs. Look them up and look up the song if I had a time machine by Leland Beckman. Oh boy. Uh, you did the nasty show. It just for laughs. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good times. Good times. Indeed folks. You can find me anywhere where popular podcasts are found. Well, that's us. You know what that means, but you can find me on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, I am internet's number one, Casey Corbin. So, uh, if you Google me, you will find me, but Spotify three CDs on there. Um, what do we got? We got, uh, uh, vampires are popular, different jokes, turtle crossing, and soon to come, uh, uh, reissue of the C train, uh, which should be up on Spotify next week. Uh, so, Hey, 
there'll be me talking to you next week two times if you want we can do it. You can listen to me on Spotify and then you can also stay on Spotify and listen to talking wrestling on Spotify. Uh, until that point, uh, enjoy AEW, uh, double or nothing. And, uh, we'll be watching it. And you know what? We'll be talking about it next week at you. Yeah. 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 So thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears and we will talk at you next week for, uh, never sleeps networks. Talking wrestling, Reese Turner, Casey Corbin, we're out of here. Adios. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.